0: Good morning, Tov. Um, today's Staff is Staff Zion. We're going to go from the last line of Vavamu um, 6b. Um, just what's going on in the morning is Robert's is asking different questions to try see. Um, well, remember the basics, the, the very basic requirement for kiddushin to take effect through kesef is that the man gives the woman something of value and she accepts it. So Robert's is asking all questions. To just work out the parameters and how far we go. Like the first question, Robert is going to ask. I mean, the first question we're going to do today is uh, if someone, oh, um, if the woman says, instead of giving me the ring and I'll be married to you, give the ring to my friend and I'll be married to you. So now, I'm not, I'm not, well, yeah, let's see the question. that's on my The money to and so and I'll be married to you. yes. Rava says it's a good kiddushin. Now he says now, but she hasn't received anything. So where do we see that a Kenyan can take? um, Yeah, so it's interesting. So what will he do? He'll give the money to someone else, and he'll say with this money, Rochel is married to me, and then they're married when that person accepts the money. So where do we see that that? Is binding, that that should, uh, could, can work as a marriage. So it's midin ore from the law of a guarantor. Now, what the, the point we're going to focus on, if you think about it, that the guarantor is completely passive. He doesn't give anything and he doesn't receive anything. All he says is, Ruvain, please lend money to Shimon, and if Shimon, and I'll guarantee the loan. And then Ruvain gives the money to Shimon, and what happens? The guarantor becomes bound to pay back the loan. So that's what, I mean, we're going to compare <laughs> this This Orev, even though he doesn't gain anything, he bars himself. So to this woman, Even though she doesn't receive any anor, she barns and uh, gives herself over to be acquired. So that's the... Um, um, so therefore, Robert says, we see from Orev that you don't necessarily have to receive something for, your, for, for the Kinyan for, to bind yourself to something. Either Kinyan that the borrower performs or the Kinyan that the friend performs works as a kenyan on behalf of this RF or this woman. Um, it's interesting. So, so, what's the... What is the... Uh, what, what, why is the kingian uh, taking effect? What's happening here? So the Ritva actually says that um, the Hanor she gets is her instruction being carried out. Uh, there is a little bit of Hanor. As an aura, if, if I say yes, lend money, the sh- uh, Shimon the money, and I'll guarantee it. By lending the money, I gain, I guess, the prestige of you lending money, the pre- the, the benefit of my word being followed through. That's how the ritual ones learn. Others aren't so happy. Some seem to say she doesn't need any. The, the Kenyan, when you accept something and they do a Kenyan and it's on behalf of you, well then it is that effective. But either way the key point that we, the key mechanism that we're learning from this case is that there's no the, the the receiver doesn't have to actually receive it. Someone else can receive it on their behalf, like in this case where the woman says, "Give it to someone else." So now another case says so this is where the Shalia says, "Helech the Liploini. I hear, the shliach himself says, "Here's money. You take again my money," the shliach saying, "and be married to so and so." Hey, what's happening here? It's not Ruvain giving the money to the shliach to give it to Rachel. It's the shliach giving his own money to Rachel to marry Ruvain. So, so basically the thing is here: yeah, Ruvain's not laying out the money. That's the important point. So he says. So, take this money and through it be married to so and so. It's a good marriage. Now, why? Wow, Ruven hasn't given anything. So he says, from the law of Ebed Kanani. What's the case of Ebed Kanani? So, just before you read it inside, the case is that he's. Um, if someone pays the master to free the Ebed K'nani, the Evet K'nani goes free. Either Eved K'nani himself doesn't have to pay. He doesn't have to himself lose anything. Someone else can pay on his behalf. So, so to hear basically what we say, the man who wants to get married, someone else can pay for it on his behalf. Let's see that inside. Midimah, from, says, the the K'nani, he's not losing anything. He can acquire himself. Again, this is where someone else who pays on his behalf says, This man who wants to marry Rochel, even though he hasn't lost anything, he can use that to acquire this woman. So for, from two perspectives, we've seen, one is that at the, end of the, day, the woman doesn't have to be the one who literally receives the money. It can be where she wants someone else to receive it on her behalf. And second, and now we've just learned that not only that, Reuven, the one who wants to initiate the marriage, the man, doesn't actually have to be the one giving the money. Someone can give it on his behalf. Okay? We saw in yesterday. It's like, it can't be a load. That's a different uh, discussion. That's yesterday's stuff. But just, but here, the money is given. I the friend, saying to this woman, here's my, here's my money. Accepted to be married to Reuven. So both of those. Are now, why I'm emphasizing that is because now we come into a third case, is... Um, a woman says, the eggdash ani law. Give this money to Ruvain, and through it I'll be, be married to him. So what it's what looks like going on, now well, this is confusing, is it looks like this woman is saying Rahul, and a Ruvain Rachel getting married. So Rachel's giving Ruvain money for her to be married to him. That's what that's mechanically, she's handing over the money. She's saying, well, she's actually doing it through the shliach, she's So she's saying to the shliach, give this money to you, and I'll be married to him when he accepts it. So what's the halochot there? they married based on the above two principles that we've seen. What? Orev. Well, just by uh, Orev, even though he doesn't receive the hanor, the money is lent to his friend, but he and he bounds himself. Well, this woman also, even though she doesn't receive the Hano, she bounds herself. So, what's, so again, how's that working? Is just as you saw at the top of the page when she says, when the woman says, Okay, um, instead of giving the money to me, give it to my friend, Rafa. That's exactly what she's doing here. She's saying instead of giving the money to me, give it to Rufay. Okay, so she's not receiving anything, but she's binding herself through this. Again, as we said, however the mechanisms work by an orif, that's what's happening here. She's binding herself through saying give it to someone else. And what's the second point? Um so the says, Ah, oh, me dummy. How can you compare the case? Arav The one who is actually acquiring the the again, acquiring is the wrong word, but the one who's triggering the ore being bound to pay the, la, the, the loan, is losing money. The lender gives the borrower the money and then the orev becomes bound. But this man is acquiring this woman without giving anything, because remember, she's giving it on his behalf. So he says, well, from that, we can answer that question. Eved Kenani Ochiach. Kenani will show us why. Do not And Kenani can um, can you can doesn't have to lose anything, and he can acquire himself. Like if someone pays to redeem the slave on his behalf, the Evid's is not losing anything, but he goes free when the money is transferred. So so to hear, the man's not losing anything, but when the money is transferred. He can acquire it. So then again, the one says, "Me dami hasam ha'ch dekav makni kol kani." Here, the one who gives away the slave does receive something, whereas "ha'ch ha'ayisa kol makne nafshe v'lo kol kani v'lo miri." Whereas this woman who is giving herself over is not receiving anything. So how can you compare it? He says, "Ore v'yachiyach, Ore v'ol shavas lahalacha." He says, "Afak ha'pteloy kol mata hanoli hadeh mishe pek nachshay." Um, the Orev us because even though he's not receiving any of the bene, any benefit, he bounds himself. So she receives the Hanor by the money given on her instruction, and again, so he doesn't have to pay money to effect the kiddushim as long as it is given on his behalf, on his behalf. So it's a very interesting scenario. But basically, we see from both sides, the man doesn't have to be the one losing. The money for the Kiddush to go through, someone can pay the money on his behalf. Similarly, the woman doesn't have to literally be the one receiving the benefit from the money because she can instruct it to be given to someone on her behalf. So you can have this extreme case where she instructs the money to be given to someone else on her behalf. I and and therefore, and even though so she's not receiving something, that's fine. You might say, oh. But, Ruvain, the guy who wants to get married to her, should have to lose out. We see, he, for, for him, he, just by that you don't have for, um, to affect the Kenyan, you don't have to literally lose out. He can um, give it to someone on his behalf, someone can pay it on his behalf. So here what's happening, the woman is paying it on his behalf, and, uh, and she's receiving it on her behalf. And therefore, they married, even though, so t- even in this scenario, it get a little bit tricky, but that's the, the basics. Um, again, which is, I mean, as I said, it, it's, it's, it's quite a jarring case because if she would give a ring to a Shleach and say, tell Reuven that he's married to me through this ring, it's not at all effective because. As we know, the man has to initiate, initiate the kedushin. So here, yeah, I mean, here's, that's obviously what's happening. He's saying, through her giving me this ring, she will be married to me. Or, or yeah, And then, how, what the mechanics there, Okay, not that she's giving him the ring. She's saying, instead of me receiving the ring, let Ruvan receive your name. But that can be in practice, that could be any person. Just in this case, It happens to be, the the, Gemara is highlighting how far it can go, it happens to be the man who wants to perform the Kiddushim. And he can say, he doesn't have to give, someone can give the money on his behalf to the woman. So that's what's happening here. Um, It's not Ruvain giving the money, it is. Rochel, the woman he's married, giving the money. So she's giving the money on behalf of Ruvain, and she's telling us where the money should go on behalf of herself. She's like, well, instead of me receiving the money, I'd rather Reuben received it. So that's the, what's happening here. Yeah. Boy, um, Rava, Rava asked, he says, um, If a woman says, take this money, and through it I'll be married to you, what's the Halacha? Uh, again, as I said, he says, Harad Mokodesh has lead with me receiving this money. So this is much closer to the problematic case that we've always mentioned. And it's, pardon? So, Amu Rab Papa, Mokodesh, Mazutra says, they married. What? They married? So, um, Ravashi's, um, so, so obviously Ravashi's going to base his question, um, on the concept called, um, Kenyan Agav. What's Kenyan Agav? We know that there are different types of Kenyanim for metaltilin and there are different types of Kenyanim for land. But if you do a valid Kenyan on land, you can at the same time acquire metaltalin So when I do, so remember you can acquire land through Star or hazaka. None of those actually work on metaltilin. But let's say I say here's money, here's a document, or I'm performing a hazaka on your house, and I want to acquire your car with it, then Agav. No, through acquiring the land I acquire the car. So that, that that's what Rab Ashi's um, focusing on. Now here it seems that the we're treating the woman as the as the karka. We see, we'll see later in Selte, um, we treat us ever as karika, so people would be, for various reasons, like karika. And therefore, um, that, that, so keep that in mind as we go through the in the Mahat Im Kain, if that's the case, he's saying, like, how, uh, it can't be, like, Gavin was so adamant this shouldn't work. Why? Because the woman can't give the money to the man and say, harad bukote but again, as I said here, what's happening is she's giving him the money, and he's saying through me receiving it. That's what's happening here. But uh, still, Rabashi says to my sutra that shouldn't work. You have no that have I land. Or this woman, acquired through assets that do have. Achras ay the money. The anan ibtatanan. We learned that the opposite, the opposite way round, is what works. Nechazin sheimei machras niktim im nechazin sheishem achras. The keset shtaru chazaka nechazim that metaltilin can be acquired through land, through keset shtaru chazaka. In other words, what's my zuchushe? And he said, Oh, so you're saying through the man accepting the gift. She becomes married to him. So you want to say it's a agav. When he performs a valid Kenyan on this gift, by the oh I guess by the way, she's acquired to him. Avashi she says that doesn't work because she's the karka and the gift is metal to So it would have to so that we don't ever find that works. We don't ever find that. You can perform a Kenyan. I'll sell me my cell phone and my house. If you perform a Mashitha or, or a Hadbah on my cell phone, you're not going to acquire my house because Kenyan Agaf only works the other way around. You do a Kenyan on the land, and by the way, the others um, acquired. So omrele Misobar to omrele Agaf. Do you think he's saying we're doing it through Agaf by this Kenyan that through acquiring the gift, he's acquiring the. Woman, that obviously doesn't work. You're right, because it would have to be karka to not not this way. It says, "We're discussing a very significant choshev uh, person through the hanon of him receiving the gift. She." Comes with gift. She no, it doesn't come with the gift because then you're doing a Kenyan agave. No. Through the benefit of his, so, so that doesn't work, as we no, said. No, that's not. So what's it saying here? Through makabel mm-hmm. matonimine, got through him mm-hmm. receiving the gift, either prestige she earns from him receiving her gift, she gives herself over. She's maknilein acher. She she gives herself over to him. Rashi. That's, um, a, that's just a into no. an saying. No, because what's happening here? <laughs> Would um, you remember the, the Kenyan is the? You saying to, to okay, you says, no, no. You're saying to okay to, to him, take the money. That's what I can understand. I'm with Rabbi Ashi here. Okay, take the right. money and we married, right? According to Rash wish that works because I come with the money. No, according to no one, that works yeah <laughs> so let me explain it, okay, explain okay. it. so what Rashi's and um, what what's it, what saying here is this is someone who doesn't accept gift hmm. gifts and it's a very prestigious person so if he accepts a gift from you you actually are the one who has this fuss. Right, along the lines of the king king's not going to accept a gift from anyone. He doesn't need your gifts, and he's not going to accept your gifts from anyone. It's just a bother. But from this lady, ah, he'll accept a gift from her. So that's prestige for her. That's that's, uh, And through that hano, that this person, this man, is receiving, accepting a gift from her, she's married. So again, it's not the giving of the gift to him. It's her receiving the prestige of having the gift accepted by him. That's where the hano is. To um, she Tarzan "She um law says Putal Adam Shegev s She says she would to have the what you would generally have to do, you want to give this guy a gift, you're gonna to have to pay someone Whatever, at least approved to go and persuade him to accept the gift. I guess imagine, just like you think about it, you want to go visit uh, one of the big and he has all his henchmen who don't let you access to him. So what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to pay them or donate to one of their institutions for them to persuade him to see you. So, 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 ah. Oh. So if he, if, when he grants you an audience, just straight, you've earned something. You would normally have to pay for that right. So it's along those lines. And that's this case here. It's my nami Mishmaidaroba. They said it also in the name of Robert. Now we're going back to the previous case where we said, remember, if the woman says, give the, so Rochel says, give the money to Ruvain. And through it I'll be married to him. We said that works from a mixture of even evet Remember. From an and if we see that she doesn't have to actually receive the money, she can just re- choose who receives the money. So in this case, she's choosing Ruvain. And from an Everett, we see that you don't have to lose money to acquire something. Someone else can be the one who loses the money. So Ruvain doesn't have to actually pay. He doesn't have to lose our financial thing. And so she's paying on his behalf. So that we said about, so it says, that also works in monetary cases. It says, what? So that would be, Rashi points out. In the obvious case, it says, um, uh, let me just skip into the middle of loch." it would be a similar case of where someone says, I come to you and I say, here's money. Sell your field. Um, Well, That's actually the same person. So it's me saying, here's money for my field to be sold to Ruvay. So give me, I'm saying, give this money to Ruve, and through it my field is sold to him. How's that working? So again, this that I don't receive the money for my field is fine, because I can choose who. From the Orev we see, I can choose who receives the money for my field. And there's that Ruvain who I want the field to go to is not giving any money. It's also fine because we see from an Ebed Kanani, you don't have to pay for you to acquire, someone else can pay on your behalf. So that's what I can do. I can say to you, please give this money to Ruvain for him to acquire my field. That's the case. So it's true we need both cases. Why do we need Kiddush? Once Rob has told us we can learn from Ebed Kanani and Orev, why do we, by kiddushin, why do we need to say it also about mamanas? No. Because we could say that a woman is very keen to get married. She's happy with a small gains. Why? because of this principle that um it's better to remain, a woman prefers to remain together than to remain alone. I, a woman is, according to Lakish, a woman is very keen to get married. So therefore, she's more willing to give herself, almost, the run uses the language, which might make it a little bit better. Basically, when the man gives the Kedushin to the wife, what she does, she's mafkir herself. To receive the kiddushin, That's her involvement in the kiddushin process. Obviously not mafkir herself, as in making herself free to anyone, but she's giving herself up to receive it on his and him perform, and he's the one doing all the action. So here, a woman is much quicker to give herself over to the man, because she wants to be married rather than be alone. She's desperate. But maybe by money, we would say it doesn't work, because people aren't as quick to relinquish assets. Because money cases, you can waive money. For all intents and purposes, I don't have to receive money for my field. I can just choose to give it away. I can make an hefke. So, but, ahal kiddushin, aim a lot, but kiddushin where you can't make an hefke, I would say, it shouldn't work. Who gives me the right to just redistribute where the money should be going by a kiddushin? Because that's not... Um, it's, I don't have those, that, that power, again. But a monetary case, you do have the power. You can say where you want your money to go. But who gives you the right to say how a kiddushin should take it? So therefore, Robin needs to see it, say it in both cases. Okay, new point, Barovah, Amarovah. Again, following this line of stretching the mechanics to see when a kiddushin works. In the Chetzi If a man says, marry half of me, or be married to half of me, they married. me, if he says, half of you is married to me, they are not married. Now, Abba says to Rob, why if he says to her, half of you be married to me, it is not The answer is basically going to be as follows. Rob, um, Rob is thinking along the lines of, what does the man mean when he says to this woman, well, marry half of me? And what does he mean when he says to the woman, Half of you be married to me. Now when he says to so, so the answer is going to be, when he says to the woman, you be married to half of me, he clearly doesn't mean it literally. What he means is I want to keep the options open to marry a second wife. So he's saying you don't have full rights to me being your husband because I want to reserve the rights to marry another woman. Again, we're reinterpreting this guy's words. But when he's speaking to the woman and he says, half of you be married to me, he can't mean I'm giving you the right to take a second husband because we know a woman can't have a second husband. So he must mean it literally and you can't marry half a person. Okay? So when he speaks about himself saying marry half of me, he means you'll be fully married to every atom in my body, every cell in my body, but I'm reserving the rights to another wife, but he can't mean it. He must mean it literally I'm only marrying half the cells in your body, which obviously isn't effective. And that's what he says, Isha Isha. We started by saying well, the Torah says Isha. What ki kach ish isha when a man takes a woman, oh a woman, a whole woman, not half a woman. So well hachanami ish amarahmana well the Torah also says ish. Not okay. it's, I don't even know why the Gemara suggested it because the possibility is when a man takes a woman. So both would mean You can't compare them. A woman can't be married to two men, but a man. Can he not marry two men? Obviously he can. And therefore this is what the man's saying. If I want to marry another wife, I'm reserving the right, that I can marry this other wife. So again, it's the emphasis is on, we're interpreting his words, what does he mean when he's speaking to the woman and saying, half of you be married, he must be literal, because he can't mean I'll let you marry someone else as well. And therefore that's in that. So, So so what are we saying? If a man says that to a woman, a man comes up to a woman and he gives her a ring and says, Aray, half of you is married to me, it's invalid. Nothing's happened. He says, wait, he says, shouldn't the Kiddushim spread over all of her? When he tries to marry just half of her, he said, it should take hold and spread through her whole body that she is fully married. And he'll show us where we get this example. And this example is from a korban, when a person is making an animal kadosh. What happens if you say, I only want to make the hard legs of this animal kadosh? What's that locked in that case? So we'll see that now, but just interesting. Again, this is another example where we compare kiddushin and Hegdesh marriage and sanctifying an animal. But he says, tanya, Did we not learn in a price? The person says, this, the leg of this animal should be an oile. The whole animal becomes an oil. And even according to the opinion that says that, no, the whole animal does not become karosh, that's where he says it regarding, part of the animal that it doesn't depend on, if you would sever that part, the animal would still survive. But if he does sanctify a part of the animal that its life depends on, it would all become an oiler. So we see that Hegdesh can spread through the whole animal. You might use just the leg or just the lungs, the whole animal becomes Kadosh. So why don't we say the same thing here? So the do says, says, there it's the animal, and here there's another opinion invo- there's another mind involved. What are you saying? An animal doesn't have any autonomy. It's the owner's choice to make this animal Hegdesh. The animal has no way to resist it, no say in the matter. So when the owner says, I want half the animal to be Hegdesh, what's happening? His decision to make some of it Hegdesh had spread through the whole animal. However, by a woman, she's accepting the Kiddushim. So, when she's, he says, Can I marry half of you? and she says, Okay, I accept. What she accepted, only half. And her consciousness, I don't know if that's what I was saying, um, but her, her decision is actually preventing the condition from spreading over the rest of her because she has that das, she has that decision. But actually, so, so that's why it would not work to say that. So again, if a man comes out to a woman and says, Hare, half of you is married to me, the condition can't spread over all of her because that's all she accepts is half. Now the Gemara is going to say, but there is a, similar, a more similar case. It's, this can be similar to what Rabbi Ötland says. So you have an animal owned by two partners and the one person sanctifies his half of the animal, v'chazar v'lokho, and then he buys the rest of her, v'higdisha, and he sanctifies the second half of the animal. It says, Kedusha, the animal, the whole animal is kadosh. Again, because by the animal, remember now, there is the partner's half of the animal that's, that, 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 that's resistance. That barrier in the kedushin spreading, the Hegdesh, the kedushin spreading throughout the animal is stopped by the other part of it. But when he buys that chair, and now he comes along and he says, I sanctify the other half, the animal does become Kaddosh, va'ino craver, crave, and it is not offered. We'll see more why the animal can't be offered, but very simply because at the time that it was made kodosh, it could not be offered because only half of, it could not be a Korban because only, an offered on the Mizbath because only half was kadosh. Once you have an animal that is Kaddush but can't be offered on the Mizbah, it can never ever be offered on the Mizbah. Um, Kaddushah, okay, it says, And also if he does make, uh, sorry, he can make it a Tmura. I remember that you're not allowed to exchange an animal. You're not allowed to have an animal that is kadosh and say, actually, I'd rather transfer the Kaddushah to another animal. That's a Torah. That is a negative command, even if the second animal is a better animal. So he has this little scrawny lamb that is now made Kodosh. And he says, well, look, that's a much better looking lamb. It's uh, that, it's healthy. That's a better Korban to Hashem. And obviously if it's worse. But he says, I want to transfer the Kedusha. He's transgressed a negative commandment. And the Kedusha takes hold of both of them. So he says, so what's thy loss? So in this case, it does be, since there's Kiddush on this whole animal, again, just in the two stages, but the the switched animal is like it. It has the same kind of kadusha. It is fully kadosh, but it can't be offered. So this is very similar to the case of a woman, again, because here you have, when the person tried to make half the animal Kiddusha, there was the dance of the partner preventing it spread. Through the rest, so here when he tries to marry half the woman, there's her dust preventing it spreading through the rest of her, so it doesn't spread. Now we're just going to focus on this point that we said by the animal. Ah, oh, Shmuelina, class, there are three interesting halachos we learn here, and this is all regarding to the laws of dixui. Um, what is uh, dixui? Dixui is the concept that I mentioned very closely that if you have an animal that is fit to be a korban, and something makes it unfit. It can never become, well, a mum's a good question, it can never become valid again. Oh, we'll see that more um, as There's a similar discussion, we by by I think it's by the Hadas, but by Lulav and Etrog. If something happens to it that makes it unfit to use, and then it changes to be fit to use, Maybe it's been that you can never, ever use it. Remember, part of the question is, like berries on a hadas. So you pick a hadas and you put it in your lulav, and then you realise, oh wait, there are way too many berries on the... Is that that's that? I that the berries are a problem. I might be out of it. Uh, I forgot now. Um, but there, there are way too many berries that's not valid. So you pick off all the... Va- so, it's that so you pick off all the berries, and now it's kosher. Do we say dhikhoi? No, it was in the lulav and it was unfit it remains unfit or not so we see this question elsewhere by mitzvahs question do we apply it by mitzvahs when does it apply and as we're going to see these three halakhas that we learned from rabbi johannan's case here are actually all subject to machlokes. so the first one is balechai we see from here that living animals can be nidche th- there's an opinion that if you shecht the animal as a korban and it becomes dechuy, since there's no further, maybe there's no further livelihood in it, like la- laugh, laugh force in it, that's when it can become duchu. So you have this animal that is shechter and waiting to be put on the mizdah and something happens to it, that is duchu, even though temporary, you can never ever put it on the, mis- uh, the misbauch. An example there is if something, like the misbauch got damaged. So if it got chipped, one of the, one of the corners of the misbauch got chipped, now it's a possible misbauch. So this animal that's checked and being waited to put on Mizbach is Dichu. Because it can't be offered. So even though they quickly come and fix up the Mizbach, that animal's Dichu, you can't offer it as Korba. But here he's saying, what about if the animal's still alive? You haven't checked it. So Rabbi Yochum clearly holds, even while the animal's alive, there's Dichu. Because, oh, this is all going back to when he made half of the animal, Kadosh. It can never be offered, that's the Dichu. As, as it is as half an animal it can't be offered and we're saying that Dichuy remains even though subsequently he buys the rest of the animal and sanctifies the other half so that's the first halach another halach we learn is that even if it starts off Dichuy it's considered dichuy. I the moment the man declared this animal Hegdesh it became invalid it was invalid as a korbanah because it's only half the animal so the moment he made it Agdesh, there's an opinion that says no. Dikui is only if it started off valid to be offered on the Mizbah and then became invalid. Mire the, the phrase he uses is, It was fitting for the Mizbah and or could be seen by the Mizbah and then it got pushed away. Um, so sorry the Okraine <laughs> clearly holds it doesn't have to be that. And I heard that gave a parable that doesn't doesn't ama- shouldn't it be clearly worse if it starts off invalid and then becomes valid as opposed to if it's valid then becomes invalid like the case I gave of the Musbah and then becomes valid again. So he said it's very similar to if you have someone who runs for president and he loses, he will hardly have the chances of him getting another chance. Um, are very, very unlikely. I mean, it seems they might give Trump a second chance. But if you think about Hillary, she had her chance. She failed. She doesn't get another chance. She says that's one. So that's nearer. She nearly went into elections to become president and then could have been voted out. As opposed to if you have someone who loses in one of the early stages of the primary or something like that, that no one really takes the loss into consideration then they can have another shot at, at something higher. So that's what he wants to say. That's how he wanted to explain Dikhumai Kharah. game when There's no such thing as semi-hegdesh. There's no such thing as semi-married. You married no, or you're not I, I wouldn't use that phrase no, here because... You wouldn't would use that phrase. No, because what happens when he then sanctifies the rest? Then it's fully... Then it's completely... And, the an- and, and the half of the animal that is hegdesh is hegdesh. You'd have to redeem it and use the money for a korban. So it's not that it's not, it's not that nothing's happening here. It's just not happening enough to be a korban. Um Yesh I mean we did say by Kiddushi, nothing happens when he tries it. But here by the by this animal it does happen. Vishwamina we also see here where something's not even the animal can't, where it can't, when it's not sanctified for the Mizbath, but it's just sanctified for its money, because you only sanctify half the animal. If you only sanctify half the animal, it cannot be used as a karavan, so what you're doing is really sanctifying the value of that half an animal, and therefore it is um, Dichuy. So we see Rabbi Yoganan takes all the strict opinions in Dichuy and puts them together. Um, Like we're saying Dichuy, this concept mum is different, because there is a concept of a mum-over, there's a concept of an animal that at the moment it can't be offered, because of some injury, but it will recover and that it can be offered. So you then have your question, isn't that digital? Obviously a mum permanent blemish, well that's uh, nothing to discuss, but what about a mum oivere? So that I don't remember. I remember discussing it in the last few months, um, but I don't remember the, the answer. Maybe you can say something that is only dichui. from the moment that it's dichui, it's only ever a temporary dichui. all the other things you have to do something to change it to become valid. That's, uh, maybe that's the difference. Oh, okay, fine. Um, let's do another question of Robert Boy, Rovah. What's that like he says to this woman, I want to marry half of you with this pruta, with um, with this half-pruta, and half of you with the other half-pruta? So Raji explains what he's doing. He's giving her a uh, whole-pruta, and he says, I want half of it for you, and half of, it for your, half of it for your one half, and half of it for your other half. So he says... Once. He says, half a Pruta, well he's split the Kiddushin, and therefore it won't work. Maybe he's just counting it out. He's just giving her the value. He says, and so, that's, so that's Robert's first question. Im tim he says. He's just counting the money. He oh. so, so he's like putting two, what's the two 10 Rand notes on the table and saying, here's half of the 20 Rand for your one half and half of the 20 Rand for your other half assuming ten rands uh half a pruta. Um, so he's counting out the money. So that's a valid kiddushin. It would only be if he literally says, I want this ten rand to be for your one half and this ten rand for your other half. But so, so Robert says, if you say that the above case is a good kiddushin, because he's really just counting the money out, getzia bepruta, be pruta maho. What happens if he says, here's one pruta for your one half, I 20 rand for your one half, and 20 rand for your other half? Now theoretically, if he would have just taken the 20 rand for her whole, it would be a good kiddushin, because it's a pruta. But, so he says, Since he mentions a pruta, which is enough for a full marriage, maybe he means to split it. He wants to do half of her with one pruta, and half of her with the second pruta. Again, because he's mentioning pruta, which he could do all of her with the one pruta. It says, or maybe it's all on the same day, so he's really just counting out the money. Says, if you say that he's just... It's, look, it's on the same day, so he doesn't really mean to marry half of her and as a separate event marry half of her. He kind of just means to count out the money and, and go with the marriage. So maybe it is a valid marriage. So what would be the halach in the following case? Getsiech um, or... I want to marry half of you today with one pruta and the other half of you tomorrow with the second pruta. Maybe once he says... Tomorrow, he's saying, he's splitting it. He's saying, I want to marry half of you today, which is totally invalid, and then I want to marry half of you tomorrow, which again is totally invalid. Or perhaps, maybe he's saying as follows, He says, I want the Kiddushin to start today and conclude tomorrow. I don't know exactly like what, he, what the mechanism it is, but it's basically a drawn-out Kiddushin. Um... So, so that's the... So those are three questions Robert has built on the other. We're going to just have a little interruption in this line no of thinking. What happens if he says, I want to marry... Um, he basically says, Yo, Behold, your two hearts are married to me with this pruta. He says, He's definitely doing it at once. Or maybe we say a woman can never be married in hearts take who we leave it unresolved the, the, the foundation of these questions again is different languages that you might say does he mean to marry half of her at a time and if he's meaning that then it doesn't work or do we say what he really means is he's just uh, counting out the money or extending the time of the Kiddush. And you know, it takes effect on today, start tomorrow, and then would be the question. Take you we leave it unresolved. Boy, Rava, Rava asked, If a man says to, to um, Raji, says another father, Here's a pruta for my two sons to marry your two daughters. What's the halacha? Now, well, this is such a brilliant question is, we know that, again, if a woman is receiving money, she has to be receiving a pruta. Here, Rashi and has explained, we're discussing a father who's receiving on his two da- young daughters. Now, remember, a father can receive the kiddushin. So he's receiving a full kiddushin. The one receiving the money is getting a full kiddushin, but it's for two daughters. So it says, says, Do we say we go after the giver and the receiver? And there's enough money. The giver's giving a pruta, the father representing his two sons, and the receiver receiving the pruta, and that's good. And a pruta's considered giving money. Or maybe we go after the, the the marriage themselves and you don't have that um, so that, that's Robert's uh, quest that that's the robber's question and take who he leaves it unresolved I'm mean, interesting tos's point out obviously the, the whole question is really focused around the woman because a father can't, the father giving the money is clearly acting on behalf of each of his sons independently because firstly they must be adults for a man to do kidoshin. And therefore, they go to their father and say, Can you approach uh, Ruva and to, uh, uh, can you approach that guy? We want to marry his daughters. Um, and therefore, it actually really doesn't matter that it's two brothers. The key point here is on the receiver, because you can have the, the father, the one on behalf of his, his two daughters, again, okay, and he's the one who's receiving the Kedushin. I mean, on behalf is almost the wrong language. He's the one receiving the Kedushin. So he's receiving a full Prutta. So, maybe his two daughters can be married with one pruta. Or, on the other hand, he's, he, maybe he needs to receive a separate pruta for each one. Take when you leave it unresolved. Boyrav Popper and Popper asked, If someone says, Here's a pruta for your daughter and your cow, what's the halacha? Is he saying, I want to marry half your, your daughter with half a pruta, and buy your cow with half a pruta? Which would be invalid because he can't marry the daughter with half a pruta. Or maybe he's saying, Here's a pruta for your daughter, and I want to also buy your cow, but through a different, I'll do a different kinion for your cow. Taiku we leave that unresolved. Boy rabashi, rabashi, you if he says, I want to acquire your daughter and your land, what's the halogha? Is he saying, I want to acquire your daughter with half a and your land with half a pruta, which again is obviously invalid. Or maybe he's saying, I want to acquire your daughter with a pruta, pruta, pruta and your land through chazokha. And that would be a good marriage. We'd take all, we leave it unresolved. The Ran explains, this doesn't seem to be exactly our rationale, but the Ran explains that this is built on the previous question. Because there, remember, it's two different kinyanim for a daughter and a cow. The daughters drew keseh here we're discussing kesef. And if you give kesef for matantli, it doesn't work. You have to do a mashikh, you have to pull the animal. So, but by land, so, so therefore, there there's more grounds to say. We're splitting it. That when he, sorry, when he says, here's a pruta for your daughter and your cow, he's saying, here's a pruta for your daughter, and separately I want to do a kinyan on your cow, because they are two different kinyon. Whereas land can be acquired through kesev. So when he says, here's money, here's a pruta for your daughter and your land, he's more likely referring to both of them, and giving half off, which wouldn't work, but we say it's not so clear. He says, ahu kavra, ahu kavra the igdish bishirai. It was a man who was, married, was marrying through silk. He's giving, Rashi explains the cases. He says, I want to marry you worth 50 shkollim, and here's silk to the value of 50 shkolim. That's, that's the case here. So he set the amount he's using as kiddushin, and now he's giving her silk as payment for that. Rabbi Yosef says, you don't have to evaluate the silk to determine that it is worth 50. And Rabbi Yosef says, no, you do have to evaluate. Al-Gumara just wants to work out the case. If he said, oh, if he didn't specify the amount, he just said, I want to marry you with any amount. And he said, here's silk. Then why should you need... You obviously don't need a valuation. Because she didn't... She's not expecting a certain amount. She's just expecting any amount. And he gives her silk to the value of any amount. The question would be, If he says... 50, and then he gives a silk which does not have the value of 60. Well, then oh, it doesn't have the value of 50. Obviously, they're not married because it's not the equivalent value. If I say, let's do a transaction for 50 rand, and then I'll only give you 40 rand, obviously, the transaction doesn't go through. So, key plea, where do they argue? To amar chamishim, shopping chamishim. It's where he says... I want to marry you for 50 ish and here's silk worth 50 ish Is she married at that moment or not? Rabbi Oma lo'i trich ha-shuma to ha Rabba says you don't need to evaluate it, because at the end of the day it's worth 50. And Rabbi Yosef Oma, I'm, I'm just trying to think, let me just finish this. Rabbi Yosef Oma, Rabbi Yosef says, trich ha-shuma ki v'anti isha lo'i bekih ha lo'i samcha-data. No, you need an evaluation. Because since a woman is not an expert in evaluating this cloth, she's not going to rely on it. So what's, um, Rabbi Joseph actually, in a way, makes a lot of sense. When I, if I come to you with, I don't know, what I'm uh, good at selling. That you come to me with the diamond and you say, oh, let's do this transaction for 20,000 Rand for this diamond. And I'll be like... Okay, for twenty thousand rand, I'm keen. Am I really like relying on on what you've told me the diamond's value is, or am I busy thinking, you know, I'll get it checked out, and then obviously if it's the right amount, the transaction will go through. So that's what that, that seems to be the doubt. At the end of the day, if it was worth twenty thousand, is it a good kiddushin? because without evaluation, or like Rabbi Yosef says, she never actually fully commits herself until the until it's been evaluated. That's the uh, that's the question Robert asks. Uh, uh, sorry, that's how we explain the micrologic Now what I'm a bit confused is I'm saying at the end of the day it seems you have to at some point get it evaluated because how you ever how you ever gonna know that it is worth twenty thousand Rand? But uh, so, so that's why I'm just not sure because we're saying the case, the Rabbah as Rabbi Rabbi Yosef is where you give the silk, you say it is worth 50 and it happens to be worth 50 there, Rabbi says you don't have to evaluate it and Rabbi Yosef says you do have to evaluate it now, again Rabbi Yosef, I understand she doesn't know uh, what's what's the what's the cost of silk per square meter I don't know what the value of a diamond is whatever, so there, understand Rabbi Yosef but Rabba's saying, since it is worth that amount, the, the wedding takes effect. So we're saying, like, maybe this is what I was thinking, but like, when does it kick in? According to Rabba, it kicks in almost retroactively immediately. Obviously, at some point, you're going to have to check that he gave her the right amount. But it was she was like, yes, I'm in. Assuming what you said was right, the man went, what he said was right, and that's, then it kicks in from last week, when he gave the thing, or, um, and Rabbi Yosef is saying, no, she never actually really commits it until it's been evaluated, so the, the difference between Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef in my mind is not so much that you're going to get it evaluated, because I think, according to both of them, you would be getting it evaluated, it's just, do we say the marriage takes in from when he gives it to her, or do we say that it takes effect from when he gives it to her, or only a bit later, when they've had it evaluated, that's what I am thinking, and we'll leave it there for today.